You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. They don't have to like it, but they're going to see what happens. Goodbye, wimps. And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. Hello folks, this is Albert Shivers and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. On this episode, the guest is Noah Wilson. You might remember Noah from episode 57 of the podcast. Noah is a writer and a poet and just as importantly, a deep thinker. Um, On this particular episode, Noah and I are going to discuss visual art and the arts, all the arts really, as well as its connection with society. But we're going to do it in a fun way, and it's not going to bore you, I promise. Before I get to Noah, though, I just want to bring you up to speed on what's cooking with me. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of new art reels, basically over Instagram. I'm doing a lot to evolve my style of portraiture, really. So if you have any interest in that, you can go check that out on Instagram at Albert Shivers. Or you can go to the website, uh, albertshivers.com, which is redundant to the Instagram page. Also, my short film, Mondo Alberto, will be out on YouTube pretty soon once I just tighten up a few loose ends. And turn a few screws it's also going to be its own podcast and in case you missed me talking about it before basically it is a collage film about me uh that may sound a little bit self-absorbed but hear me out i never really had much of an interest in doing a self-portrait in terms of visual art of myself I don't really see myself as a Frito or Rockwell type to do a handful of self-portraits in that way. I don't think I could look at myself long enough to do a portrait of myself. So, instead, I did it in film by using hundreds of different clips from TV shows, news, movies, and a lot of old family video of me. Basically, the idea was to combine all these clips together in such a way to represent me abstractly. I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, it kind of, it really started in 2016 and fell in and out of my list of things to do, but I'm glad that it took me this long. Um, just based on everything that happened to me and to everybody between 2016 and now, I think it's the whole film is better because of it. So I'll keep everybody up to date on what the deal is with that, and I'll start doing secret little promotions here and there. Also, I may be involved and in having some art in Create Magazine, but I'll keep you up to date on that as it progresses. I have no news, that's all I can tell you, is it might happen. So with all that said, I'm very excited to have Noah back on the show I always enjoy talking to him. Uh, he and I have a very good rapport in just talking about current events and arts and things. We both have a strong interest in it. Noah more so with the writing, me more so with the visual arts side of it. But I think that Noah is very well versed 
and very knowledgeable on just about all the arts and I was so interested to hear his perspective on things and he and I really went back and forth pretty good and Isaac was there as well and we had a grand old time doing this episode I hope you enjoy listening to it and hopefully you'll get something out of the conversation with Noah the same way I did and I'll talk to you guys on the other side of the conversation is Elvis alive Hear what could be the incredible Elvis phone call. Listen to the newest and longest recording ever, just released from the original taped conversation purportedly of Elvis recorded about four years after the 16th of August, 1977. Call 1-900-909-ELVIS. Call now. Experience what may be the most shocking story of our time. Hello, this is Phil Cosby, not to be confused with... My cousin Bill, you are listening to the Planet Shivers podcast. Again, I don't know what the future holds, and I don't know what the future of art holds, too. I, I wanted to ask you, um, what's your take on the main direction of some modern art in different facets, whether it be visual art or, or, or music or whatever? What are your thoughts on, on where modern art has taken us? Because I've been thinking about that recently. Well, hmm. this might come off. I don't know how this is going to come off. That's okay. But I feel like there needs, there still needs to be some level of technical skill in any art. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can't, like, yes, art can, art can be anything. But can it be anything? You know, like, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's it's a weird thing. Like I haven't quite found my footing with it. Like it's an evolution mm-hmm. of me, my opinion too. Now, like I just did a very simplistic portrait, and I was perfectly content, as happy as I could be with it. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. And a lot of modern art is very simple now, mm-hmm. whether it's abstract or not. Sure. Before COVID, um, I would it was very museum-y because mm-hmm. I liked I liked seeing what other artists were up to. Sure, you know, and just to see because it gives me a barometer and it might mm-hmm. in- inspire me mm-hmm. the same way a movie or a book would. Mm-hmm. And for me to find inspiration, I have to continue to go back. Right. I found very little inspiration presently with visual art. That doesn't mean I have found none. Right. right. But I find that I've found very little lately. And I'm still learning and growing too. You right. know? Right. Yeah, I think it's a, a huge a huge thing that I've noticed is that sort of there was a point it seems like postmodernism sort of brought us to some very strange places. Mm-hmm. Where, one, there's a question brought up about subject, subjective uh, beauty versus objective skill and right. talent. And is should all art just be subjective? And so there, there are people, I've noticed, in all the arts who disregard the notion that there is objectively good art. It's all just whatever you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's all subjective. Um, and I think that that I've noticed that um, as being pretty common, uh, and it's why I have a lot of problems with some 
some modern art as well and across the board and it is i think as you say we're we've gone to a place that is getting is more focused on simplicity for the sake of simplicity and it's sort of try i guess because yeah there's been so many different movements as you said where do you go from there and it seems like we've gone to a place where we've deconstructed the forms so much that we've lost some basic objective beauty and skill and technical proficiency because technical proficiency is part of it right and you can't ignore that right and we all have uh, our own subjective tastes certainly um one thing may move me in a certain way that doesn't move you but at the same time uh it's generally uh recognized that the sistine chapel or the Mona Lisa, right. or these things are objectively the ma- if by enough people see the beauty and the and the precision and the mastery of yeah. them. So that exists. You can't deny objective skill. And I, right. I, I, I have a real problem with people who say, okay, well, uh, this is a blank canvas. I call it emptiness. This is my yeah. piece. It's entirely philosophical and cerebral. Right. And, I mean, sure, I guess, but I, I have trouble with that. I have trouble with that. Or someone who... It doesn't do anything with... They, they bring a bag of garbage into a museum. And right. they put it... And this is a bag of garbage. Yeah. This this is my piece. I haven't done anything to it. I've just right. dragged it in from the Taco Bell yeah. dumpster. And here it is. And you're going to look at it. I call yeah, it think refuse. About it. Yeah. It's called refuse. It's right. my masterpiece. I have a problem with that. I do. Um, not to say... And I'm fine with some abstract art. I love abstract art. Uh, right. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... People who have de- deconstructed the form so much right. that it's no longer anything. Right. It's entirely just, it's, it's just so amorphous and abstract that you can't even, there's, there's no, there's nothing to it. It's empty. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed it in, uh, in poetry too. I have a, some issues with modern poetry has gotten, it, it's almost, it, again, it's a simplicity thing. And it's gotten very shallow, I feel like, some of it. Now, I'm not, I don't want to speak to, uh, as I said, there are a lot of very talented writers and poets out there today. Mm -hmm. They're out there. But I have noticed that some of the writers who are getting these uh, accolades from institutions, for Mm -hmm. example, some of their pieces, I I read them and um, I just, it doesn't do it for me they're so like shallow right. and and there there's no substance to them and it feels like in poetry certain ways it's become so self-explanatory there's no subtlety left there's no it's just all surface level stuff and that really bothers me and i have trouble connecting yeah. with it and i think it is part of that sort of postmodern philosophy where you deconstruct things to the point where they no longer become what they were, um, yeah. and again, I'm not saying that there that there aren't good artists out there and poets and musicians. There yeah. absolutely there are. are. There are there tons every, of them. But you yeah. have to struggle to find them sometimes. Right. You know. Exactly. So it's weird. It's like this surface level, um, and it's connected to academia, and it's connected to uh, big institutions, or big art galleries, yeah. or big publishers, or big you know whatever it is. They certain people really excel and good for them god bless but i don't connect with that work a lot of times yeah. I, and i i don't even i'm so 
if I read something by a poet from that's like some well-known poet of now, mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember who they are. I don't even know. I, I so, it, I don't connect with it in any way, really. It's very yeah. rare. It happens sometimes, but it's just hard to find. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of the poets and artists I love from the 20th century or and before mm-hmm. are so, like, timeless. And we were talking about earlier, yeah. tapping into that, which is timeless, because they were very skilled and they were very passionate and inspired. Yeah. And, and it comes out. and Right, and they, they took it to that next level that made it timeless so that a person like me today can appreciate something from no matter when it was written. Yeah. And it's like, I think about, like, all those incredible, like, paintings of the Renaissance, for example. Yeah. Or Mozart or Beethoven or Mm -hmm. Chopin. That kind of stuff, I don't, is that, could that have come into being now? It's like, it feels like that was so, um, those people then were just tapped into something that we're not tapped into now. And I, I also think that people at that time were more in it for the long haul with their projects. Mm-hmm. You know, now we, we can go right back to the instantaneous culture and right. homogenization right. where a song is two minutes and 15 seconds. Right. Otherwise, you're, you're screwed. Right, right. You're right. just going to be on Bandcamp for the rest of your life. Yeah. And with just a, a quick couple of points that I, w- I like to make with visual art sure is um you think about like i'm not a big fan of like cubism mm-hmm. not a fan of it but mm-hmm. even not, as a person who is not a fan of it i see something mm-hmm. i'm like okay there's something there sure that maybe i don't appreciate right now maybe i will mm-hmm. but i can see something there I'm not really seeing too much in the art that is being that's like in the Museum of Modern Art. Right, right, right. You know, unless yeah, some yeah, yeah. unless some exhibit passes through of an artist who's I like or something. Sure, sure. But the mainstream sort of modern thing yeah. is yeah. just like what and yeah. I had a very big moment. Um, a friend of mine brought me to a gallery in New York which was visual art and paintings and drawings and things done by um, Jewish artists who were in the concentration camps. Okay, yeah. So they separated the artists and the the Nazis made them paint. Hmm. So I, I'm in this gallery and they're huge, you know, like as tall as the ceiling, portraits of Nazi officers. That, wow. when you separate it from the fact that they're Nazi... <laughs> Beautiful painting. Yeah. Beautiful, like striking. Yeah. Where they're right down to the glimmer of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful artwork. Pretty much done at gunpoint. And wow. I just like sat there wow. and just like thought about it. We have nothing to complain about. Sure. This, like, it's not hard. That's hard. Yeah. That was hard. For real. You know? For real. Me yeah. in my cushy in my cushy little room with my easel and my ink that there's nothing to there's it's sure. perfect it's sure. beautiful sure sure you know and it put up gave me a lot of perspective on how i look at art and artists and things like that i keep in mind that it is some level of a privilege that i can sit and spend my time creating mhm mm-hmm. you know absolutely for sure. whatever 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 
fell into place to create that opportunity for me, whether it's however far or near it is, it is some level of a, of a luxury for me that I can paint what I want, even. And if we paid a little bit more attention to the arts of any kind, we'd probably be a lot richer in the movement itself. Because mm-hmm. there'd be more... Right now, we're just basing the average view on art. Is people, the average person says, well, if it's in the Museum of Modern Art, then that's the good art. Right, and right, right, right. we don't really have the, the facilities to show us other examples. If you like it, awesome. You like it. You mm-hmm. found something you like. But if you're like, eh, and then it, it creates the opportunity to blanket over all art. Right, right And it, right. a good example is if we think about jazz music. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten jazz radio stations, or if you go on YouTube and you type in jazz mix, two-hour jazz mix, mm-hmm. It's going to be a certain type of jazz, mm-hmm. and it's going to be noodly, and it's going to be abstract mm-hmm. in ways, mm-hmm. and it's going to be more solo than composition. Mm-hmm. And the average person, including me too, like we gravitate to a composition. You know, we would rather it be somewhat predictable, mm-hmm. some kind of a hook. Mm-hmm. And so that then leads a person to say, well, then I must not like jazz. Exactly, right. Because right. you heard this little crumb mm-hmm. in a cake that's this big. Right, exactly. So yeah, yeah. me, you know, like this one gallery deciding, hey, we're going to do this this Jewish exhibit. Right, right, right. If it affected me, like it could affect anybody. Sure. So sure, sure. options, I think, in the arts right, of all variety. types is the is our best bet to keep it going yeah yeah, you know because i think there's something out there that everybody can like absolutely i think that's a great point yeah variety and making making a number of different types of art available to people because yeah then people have experience and then they go i just don't like art if they happen to not like that one exhibit if they're not familiar with it but that when it's amazing about you were saying about the um that exhibit um you know basically already at gunpoint that makes me think that you know it's it's incredible to think that even in the most horrific severe circumstances humans are able to produce incredible beauty out of the most dire grim surroundings which is unreal when you think about it and that's been the case for all of human history plenty of great art has been made in in difficult dire situations where yeah uh, you know, some horror, whether it be poverty or war-torn area that you live in or whatever it is, right. and you're able to produce something beautiful in that, that's incredible. And that just shows, like, the importance and the inherent the inherent nature of art to humans. Like, it's in us at all times. We have the facility to do yeah. that, even in the most extreme situations. It's pretty amazing. Um, so that's incredible. Um yeah, I mean, there have been plenty of... I, I, I love going to museums as well. I mean, um, and there's been a lot that I've loved, but most of what I loved uh, does tend to be older stuff, you know, not so much... I, I haven't... I've had that experience too, where it does seem like, I, I, in general, I'm not moved as much by some of the modern art that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a few... Maybe I like some of it, but a lot of it I've found rather shallow and superficial and... Uh, just not just just not my cup of tea, um, 
so yeah, but what you're it might be uh, you mentioned about the 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 speed element and how people yeah. in those times had more they were less distracted perhaps by right. some of the things we're distracted by and we're obsessed with now with efficiency and immediacy and maybe that does right. has been negatively affecting the art we produce because yeah. we want to get it out immediately we want to do whatever and people only have the attention span for certain things and that's right. reinforced and I, I think that that's uh, something we need to work on certainly um, yeah because time is important you know time is important to make great art you have yeah. to you can't rush it you know this is Sandy Becker saying keep cooking with Crisco it's all vegetable it's digestible. To us, the 50s is old, maybe, let's say. Something mm -hmm. that came out in the 50s or mm -hmm. the 40s or the 20s mm -hmm. is old. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's just a crumb. Right. What is old and what, you know. Right. Yeah. And I think, like, that that is a bit of, like, a deterrent that people, like, are, are hurting themselves by only... Like by only existing in a certain, only letting their minds exist in a certain period of time, mm -hmm. and that we're we're cutting ourselves off. You know, and sure. so many other places, so many other cultures, dive into their history. They live mm -hmm. it every day. Mm -hmm. Like they continue to progress, but they never, ever forget their history. Right. Right, right. And they are in it for the long game. They mm -hmm. understand the cumulative effect of generations and what that can do. Mm -hmm. So one thing that if, if we here can like break out of a little bit is to understand our history a little bit better. Beyond like those who fail to learn, doomed to repeat it. Like just beyond right, right, that. Right. Just sure. opening yourself up to new things that have been here the whole time. Right. And now, like, is our best opportunity, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Through computers and phones. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, the capacity yeah. is there to do really incredible things. Yeah. And, and there are people utilizing it, you know, which is great. Um, we just, again, have to be aware of all the, the potential pitfalls of right. that technology. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you bring, again, that goes back to the, the timelessness of art and being able to incorporate something that was created... 200 years ago and, yeah. and be able to appreciate it and have it inspire you and remember it. And that's the, the, the postmodernist trend in rejecting that which is old that, that or traditional in any way that I have a problem with because I think we need to accept and embrace what has come before and not try to escape right. it in, yeah. in the pursuit of doing something novel or something that's never been done before. Like, sure, it, art is always evolving. You can experiment. You should exactly. experiment. Yeah. But remember what came before and, and right. see the beauty in it and see yeah. how we got here. Right. You know, um, you can't ignore it. It's part of us. And it's, it is living, it's, in a sense, through history. It's, it's timeless. It's living. It's an it's a, it's a, uh, incredible thing. It's sort of a meta. You can go down a whole metaphysical road if you want. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's tangible in a sense. It affects us yeah. still. That's what's incredible about art. It you know it reaches through time and, and, and inspires us today as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's good stuff. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Plant Shivers podcast. You could find this podcast and more on all podcast platforms and YouTube. I want to thank Noah Wilson for coming on the show. 
and giving us great conversation again. And don't forget, you can check out more of what I'm up to on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on the web at www.albertshivers.com. Until the next episode, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.